Case, how are you? You're my friend. How's it going? It's all right, man. It's all right. I'm sorry I missed you when you were in uh, Nashville there. Oh, it was all right. I was going through a mean breakup. Wouldn't have been a fun guy to be around. I've never hung out with you when you're going through a mean breakup. Oh, it's never happened to me. No, I know. I'm joking. uh, What uh, happened? Who was she? How'd that happen? I got engaged. What? I got engaged for a while. It was God cool. God damn it, Brooks. I know. She's into another dude, so that happened. And <laughs> all bad news. All bad news. Um, but. Man. Sorry to hear. <laughs> I love getting condolences from Jesse Case right now. <laughs> it really is the but best. how are you, yeah, guys? Brooke, Brooks is being through a really hard time, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think this is well, about no, I mean, me. No, this is about me. No, no. no. How are you, no. man? Who gives a shit about Heartbreak my shitty sucks. relationship? Heartbreak is awful. You yeah, know? but how are you doing? I'm all right, man. You know, considering all that stuff, I'm all right. <laughs> yeah, but like how, I mean, how's every, I heard that it's all going positively, more or less. Like More I mean, or less, I don't know. I mean, it's, uh, there's no, you know, with this kind of thing, there's no uh, good news. There's just like a lack of bad news. You know what sure, I mean? Sure, sure. So it's just kind of like, uh, so far, the shit hasn't hit the fan in like a major way. So that's great. Uh, but I kind of keep getting more like treatment stuff lobbed at me. I had to, today I was up there figuring out like if I'm going to go through with uh, radiation or not. So that was weird. Um, oh, man. Yeah. That I was, was like a big meeting. I was just listening to um, the latest episode today. And by the way, good to talk to you, Jesse. It's been like the <laughs> listeners are hearing me talk to you for the first time that I'm also talking to yeah, you. Yeah, it's weird because I've been listening to uh, your show. So like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm no stranger to Jesse's voice. But. Sure, no stranger. <laughs> well, no, and I listen to you guys. So, okay, so let's all back up before we we don't have to talk about cancer stuff. Matt, uh, and Andy, you went to Asia. Why? why? What happened? Oh, just a friend of mine from Portland was uh, he lives in China now and he was saying, hey, if, if you guys come to Bali, I'll I'll plan everything and we can just meet up there. And I was like, well, I I haven't gotten a vacation in over a year. I, I'll just do that. And it was uh, it was fun. It wasn't like a crazy life changing thing. It just went to you know hike, play with some monkeys, swim with some sea turtles. You know, find your. Uh, Find your smile. Sure. <laughs> is that what, is, you city slickers? Your, yeah, is that yeah. why? Is that why you're wearing a sarong now? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that was uh, even as a kid. Like city slickers probably came out when I was seven or eight. You know, and even as a kid, that part where Billy Crystal goes up to his wife and he's like, "Look what I found," and he smiles like pissed me off. <laughs> it's the dumbest. It's the like dumbest. as a, as a seven year old, I'm like, "You hacky!" Like, like <laughs> he wants to find his smile. He found. Got to find your smile. Got to do oh it. Oh my god! Is that what it. you were talking about? I didn't even. I've never it's seen city it. Slickers. So he says, "Look what I found," and he smiled. The, it's the dumbest. Nah, man. Well, he comes home. He comes home after he goes. Uh, I don't know. Slicking. I don't know. I, I don't know. That's what it's about. It's about a city that goes, the whole city goes slicking is right. what the movie's about. And um, he comes home and he's got a cow with him now named Norman. I remember way too much about I forgot about, about that. Sure. All I remember was uh, the beginning. Had, I just remember Curly's Gold. That was, right? That was the sequel. Yeah. But there was a Running the Bulls thing in the beginning, right? Because one of the characters was like uh, trying to. Bruno Kirby. Yeah, Bruno okay. Kirby was in it. And he's, uh, <laughs> it's crazy, man. And the voice of old uh, Kevin Arnold was in it. Daniel Stern, yeah. sure. Daniel Stern, Bruno Kirby, and uh, Billy Crystal. Those were the big three. Well, Jack Palance, that's pretty big. Bill Crystal. William Crystal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Old Willie, old Willie Chris. And um, yeah, I mean, it was all it was terrible. 
<laughs> didn't, they win an Os- didn't Jack Palance win an Oscar for that? Is that when he did the one-handed push-ups? I'm pretty sure he got a supporting actor Oscar for that. Yeah, I know too much about the uh, trivia surrounding the movie. You know too much about the plot of the movie. Well, I, I don't. I forgot that I didn't enjoy this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, me Welcome too. Welcome to for- the 200th episode. Of <laughs> yeah, yeah, 200th episode. Oh, yeah, 200th episode. Happening. What it's an happening. intro. What an intro. Um, <laughs> Jesse's here. I'm uh-huh. Brooks. Brooks. I haven't done it in forever. Should we should we backtrack in case a listener just joined in the last like three months and explain the chronology of all this? Well, uh, it's not that complicated. Sure, it's pretty. Brooks- this is probably science. It is a comedy and science podcast hosted by all of us at various times, but most recently myself, Matt, and uh, Andy mm-hmm. have been the main hosts because Brooks, who was the original third host, left the show a while ago, and Jesse's been having cancer off in Nashville. <laughs> you make it sound like a tryst. Yeah. Like Jesse's out in Nashville with cancer. With that floozy cancer. Yeah. Having a lost Well, weekend. no, it was the same as Brooks's thing. Like, I had to audition and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I, you know, like, I worked hard yeah, and got the cancer. For sure. You, you know, put we, in enough time, you know, it's going to happen. Yeah, we yeah. both deserved it. <laughs> well, originally you thought you were only being a writer for cancer, right? And then yeah. it turns out you were getting the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, yeah, originally I was just going to write, um, uh, yeah, I was just going to do tumor jokes. And then and then I, I remember, I still remember the day I got the call. And ah, they said, we want you for full-on cancer. That's a great and joke. And I cried <laughs> and cried. Who is, um, who's the Lorne Michaels of cancer? <clears throat> who's what? Who's the Lorne Michaels of cancer? Oh, good call. I don't know, man. Like, I almost said Temple Grandin. And I was like, that doesn't make sense. Um, Isn't she like a horse whisperer or something? She's, no, she's the cow lady. Again, with cow city whisperer. slickers. Okay, okay. She invented the new ways to kill cows. Oh, uh, is she, she's autistic or something, right? This is the worst podcast. I'm sorry. Isn't she yeah, autistic? Well, this, well, that's what I've been saying the whole time is that since Brooks and I left, the podcast probably got significantly better. <laughs> no, no. I mean, it's no, more no. science based and less people yelling. Yeah. Jesse and, and I are confident just, yellers. That's the title of the gutter. The, yeah, It's already just, back in the gutter. Yeah, we, we come on, we derail it, we bum everybody out. <laughs> Jesse has legitimate reasons. Mine are the worst. <laughs> Yours are great, man. Dude. I think it's a, that's fair. I mean, you're, if you're hurting, you're hurting, right? Yeah, none of my stuff minimizes anybody else's, man. Dude, breakups are the worst. You just, you just, uh, you fall in love a lot, Brooks. I know. I'm always like, I'm gonna get engaged to somebody. It's no, bad. but that's good that you go for. I mean, that's good to just go for it, though. I guess with your full. Heart. That's what people might not know is that you didn't leave because of SNL. You left like six months before because of a breakup. I did leave because of <laughs> yeah, a breakup, yeah. but it was a different breakup. It was a different breakup. Yeah, yeah. no, I had my I got I got broken up with and I was really sad. I said I, I can't do the podcast anymore. I'm too sad. And too then sad. I got SNL. Then SNL got loved SNL. how sad I was. You really, <laughs> I, I kind of think you went in this like. Uh, almost like a bucket list sort of state of like, like as if you were found out, you found out you're dying. It was like that. You're like, fuck it. I'm going balls to the wall and everything. And Lauren was like, I like this guy. He doesn't have any uh, boundaries. I was a spaz. Yeah. Yeah. I got to get back to that. I've been too busy being uh, bummed out. I got to get back to being just like, now nah, let's go for it. Camp. I camped so much. That's why I That's, couldn't, gotta, I wasn't around anymore. Camp. I was camping all the time. I'm going to get back to it. I think I'm going to go to Wyoming for six weeks. Do it. And then come back totally fixed. Find your smile. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. 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 That'll, be, that'll do it, man. That'll absolutely do it. Um, but anyway, how's Nashville, Jesse? How's everything going over there? Nashville itself is great. I mean, I'm not able to get out much and, um, you know, do Nashville stuff just because of uh, treatment 
treatment bullshit, but uh, Nashville's cool. I mean, I, I it's not L.A. Like, I mean, everything here is already shut down. Everything shuts down at 9 p.m. Uh, in the whole city, except for like, you know, honky tonks. You got to join the Kings of Leon. Just become one of them and you get to, and you can go tour with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so far that's the plan. Like when that's you... <laughs> When you move to Nashville, you're in the Kings of Leon automatically. A lot of people don't know that. It's like a Blue Man Group thing. Oh, wow. <laughs> nice. Oh, okay. rotating yeah, yeah, yeah. cast. It's a rotating cast. But it's like the main like the main cast are the ones who get to go on like Letterman and that the kind of tour, thing. The, sure. tour, the um, Kings of Leon those tour are the main, Those are the yeah. main Kings of Leon, you know what I mean? But like last night, you know, I was in a Kings of Leon show at the mall. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know. No, they, they can't be everywhere. It's like Santa. It's, Santa. it's mall yeah. Santa's. It's, I do, are you doing... Are you mostly long or short form Kings of Leon Jesse oh we did we lose Jesse oh no I mean on Skype on Skype (laughs) wow you laughed too quickly at that that what if that's how right yeah no I don't like that joke one bit I I, I wasn't laughing at it I just made it I I know and even I was like I was like okay that's where Andy's at Uh, all right well let's call Jesse back let's get him on here and let's talk about some science well, we're waiting for Jesse right now. By the way, this weather, we're getting mosquitoes for the first time There's a time lot of mosquitoes. Year. I've never seen mosquitoes out here. Matt, Andy, how have you been? I haven't seen you guys in six months. I've been good. I've, I just took a job three days ago, so now I've been doing the two hours of traffic a day. It's pretty awesome. Where's your job at? Uh, Santa Monica, the worst place to get to from here during rush hour. I just Oof. came back, and during rush hour on the 405, um, like where LA just got um, named the worst traffic in the country, some dude pulled over to the shoulder to pray to Mecca at sunset. On the 405. I'm like, oh, that's that's commitment. Well, yeah, I mean, that's religion. Well, but that's the 405 He's at Russia. He's going to have <laughs> all right? And that's that's when they'll that's when they'll go back when he gets up there, and they're going to be like, okay, let's let's go back. Look at this. Look at this guy. Look at this Look guy. At that. The worst hour. traffic in the country. He pulls over to the shoulder. That's that's great. Good for him. Yeah. Good for good for that commitment. Uh, Matt, how have you been? I've been good. I'm trying to talk and call Jesse back at the same time. I think it's my computer's the one that's being a shit. Yeah, I bet so. It hangs out with you too much. Yeah. All right. Is I got this, this is a special episode, but now I'm thinking it's special in like this in like the air quotes way. Like it's not. It hasn't been good yet. Yeah. <laughs> we got to really we got to step it up. Maybe trim some of the things we've already talked about. No, I don't think. I think this. Is, I think for the listeners that, that have been here with us four years, because that's a fucking crazy amount Whoa, of time. Oh yeah, two hundred is insane. It's over four years. It was two hundred crazy. I was working. I was working at a lab. No, I was working in a giant company in Irvine. Right. Us three were G chatting. I hadn't been fired from my first biomedical engineering job. Matt was the phantom third host because it was his idea that he wasn't here for the first five episodes. So we kept talking oh, about yeah. someday Matt, uh, as you called him, Kirshen. I feel like that's how you always like to say it. Kirshen. Uh, was going to show up someday. Yeah, we did. Uh, we used to do them in my um, Hollywood, in my Hollywood apartment. Yeah. With my dog Pearl running around and my ex-girlfriend of mm-hmm. this is three girlfriends. Three ago, girlfriends ago. Yeah. I'm into girlfriends. <laughs> oh, actually, I forgot that when you left, it wasn't even that girlfriend. It wasn't that girlfriend. It, it was, was the rebound girlfriend. girlfriend who broke your rebound, heart. Rebound girlfriend who was like a trustafarian. Trust the whole time you're describing this yeah, person yeah, yeah. like this is a monster. This is yeah. a moneyed monster. <laughs> I'm not great at. I'm not great at picking ladies. Um, it basically, if someone doesn't like me, I'm like, ooh, yeah, uh, fuck, let's get why, married, right? Why? That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It works. It works, and it, I hate that it works. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So I don't know, but I'm gonna go see Bruce Springsteen with Bruce a, Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen with a, with a new babe tomorrow night. That'll be a fun. So nice. I definitely will come back to the in podcast love. in love, <laughs> and then um, 
and then I'll be on in two years and be like, it, it ended bad. It ended so bad. We were in we were in Iceland, and uh, found out she was listening to playlists of her ex boyfriend. That's so, not that far off. Like that's totally that's what happened in the last that. one. Iceland, uh, Hawaii. Okay, close yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an so island. It's, yeah. it's all pretty gnarly. All pretty terrible. Did we really lose Jesse's? Is my computer Skype? is not connecting to anyone? There we go. We, let's get him back. This is this is great air. This yes. is great Hello? content. He's there. Back. We go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was yeah. that was me. That was all my computer being shared there. Yeah. Let's. Uh, so let's let's talk about this for a second. What's going on with your computer, man? What's going on with your Skype? Because before, well, before we started recording. I, I do want to let the listeners know this. I don't mean to throw you under the bus. You you logged into Skype, and you were like, "Yeah, my Skype's weird. It says I'm offline," which which there's no way that's true. It's and, uh, it, it's ha- it's been really weird. So I closed it down. I reopened it, and then it said that there were no contacts online. I think what it is is the internet no, but I mean, connection. How, how often are you skyping? What are you doing? What kind of life? What double life are you leading here? Uh, no, I reckon it 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 didn't show any of my online contacts as being online including the skype test call which is always there and then eventually after about a minute everyone popped up again you'd think oh. by 200 you'd have it figured out but you would that's not true you at would. All and with especially with, with all the generous listeners who have supported us over the years absolutely all right let's get into some okay. science <laughs> let's get it that we let's should let's talk let's talk some science uh, although i know you, you guys are probably gonna have to maybe carve around some stuff because uh, that call got dropped, but keep in that Kings of Leon shit. That was gold, huh? Oh no, no, we're leaving all this in. I think the Great listeners riff. are going to want to. I'm, I'm, I'm imagining if I had listened to an episode for 200 episodes, I would, uh, I'd want to hear all four people together. So you, yes. missed, I don't know. Andy had a pretty dark joke. Jesse. I did not. What? There was no. Oh no, I heard it. I heard it. You no, heard I, the. You heard no, Jesse died. The Jesse died joke. <laughs> No, it's uh, we lost Jesse. Not that way. That yeah. wasn't that dark. I, 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 I okay, dark. good. You know what? Now that I heard Jesse enjoy it, I enjoyed it too. Well, yeah, I didn't hope that Jesse died. I was just <laughs> yeah, right. You're yeah, one. it's fine. It's classic, fine. Andy. I have my arms classic. in yeah, my you, shirt because it's the hottest day of the year. Why are you? Because there's fucking mosquitoes oh, yeah, everywhere, dude. There are. A ton what, are you, of what are we doing today? this in the bayou? I've been I, to the bayou recently. I saw a pig. You know, swamp pigs? Did you guys know about that? What are they? No. Pigs that live in the swamp. They just live in the swamp. Good name for them, then. Swamp pigs. Yeah, I went, I I was doing a tour, and we went, that was part of the Nashville tour, but we went through Louisiana, and we went on a swamp, and we saw swamp pigs, and the guy fed it marshmallows, and I was like, (laughs) oh, it's crazy. That's what that eats, fucking marshmallows. In their natural environment, that's what they would eat. But raccoons hate pigs. I found that out, because it's swamp raccoons, and swamp raccoons and swamp pigs don't get along, but they both don't like alligators, so they got that going on. So the rock, rock, paper, scissors, except the alligator. Like, alligator is the dynamite. Raccoons, it's like a riddle of how to cross a river or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. what, so I feel like the swamp, the swamp is crazy. It's <laughs> like crazy. it's an, it's an underexplored uh, part of America. The swamp. I mean, that's a big it's a big chunk. And, it, and every animal is represented just with the name swamp in front of it. Right. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Swamp tree. Yeah. Swamp bug. Well, there's that show Swamp People. I mean, that's swamp obviously people, took, yeah. Yeah, swamp that's people. obviously took you on the tour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Swamp coolers. Swamp, yep. Yeah. You can get swamp ass. Uh, that you don't have to be in the swamp. That's how. That, sometimes the swamp comes to you. Oh, that's where the, that's where the joke was. Yeah. I like yeah. That. Um, like Speaking of swamps, guys, this is actually leads us into an actual science story Here we go. Nice. that I came across we did on it. BBC.com. Did you guys know that there are some children who see like dolphins underwater? 
Go on. There may be yep. a new you know, way to accelerate plastic decomposition. <laughs> I don't. I don't mean. I don't mean. Yep. Like I knew that. I mean. Yep. Like go on. This is uh, crazy. Oh, Here's the trouble of using my computer and to look up stories and Skype. Matt, look, is that Matt, a different story is now playing in the background as video. Matt keeps going to porn sites and now it's a pop-up. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I'm really yeah. into like plastic biodegrading porn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's what gets me off is hearing about bacterium. It's about trash piles in the ocean. You yeah. jerk off to trash piles. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so okay, you guys go. know what happens when you open your eyes underwater, right? You can't see oh, shit. Oh, yeah. You can't see shit. I tried it. Even with my LASIK, it's still shit. It's still garbage. Um, but yeah, unlike most people, the children of a certain Thailand tribe see with total clarity beneath the waves. That's uh, bananas. It, it really is. Claims yeah. the tribe. Like, no, we do. Like, <laughs> for sure. It's just us. No one else. But we can see dynamite down there. Yeah. So don't, don't test it, but uh, don't do not me, test. Believe it. me. If you test it, it stop. It's like uh, it's like uh, Peter Pan. You can't. You got to believe. You just have to trust us. So along the west coast of Thailand, uh, there's a small tribe called the Mokin people, also known as Sea Nomads, and their, <laughs> their children spend much of their day in the sea diving for food, and they're uniquely adapted to the job because they can see underwater. And it turns out that with a little practice, their unique vision might be accessible to any young person. Uh, Anna Gilson of the University of Lund in Sweden was investigating different aspects of vision back in 1999 when a colleague suggested checking out that Moken tribe. And she was like, sure, I could use a trip to Thailand so we could check this out. And they set up an experiment because these children, they, they had their eyes wide open while they're fishing for clams, shells, and sea cucumbers underwater. And they had no problem at all uh, grabbing all that stuff. So they set up an experiment to see how good their underwater vision really was. They would have them dive underwater and place their heads onto a panel and from there they could see a car displaying either vertical or horizontal lines and once they stared at the car they came back to the surface to report which direction the lines traveled and each time they dived down the lines would get thinner making it harder and harder and causing them to have to focus more see if they could focus and it turned out the Moken children were able to see twice as well as European children who performed the same experiment later on Um, and the reason uh, that most of us see badly underwater is because light's refracted when it enters the human eye because the outer cornea contains water, which makes it slightly less, uh, slightly denser than the air outside the eye, and an internal lens refracts the light even further. But when the eye is underwater, uh, the water has about the same density as the cornea, and we lose that refractive power of the cornea, so things become blurred. So they figured I, out. I thought it was just because it stings. You're just like ah. Wait, no, that's it's why. just the way that like two different uh, when light goes between two different uh, materials of different with different what's it called like the what's that term refractive called? index refractive index you know it's yeah. crazy my professional engineering job what were the oh, yeah, this is right. literally your expertise I but about I just tuned out for that whole thing <laughs> I wasn't even getting that technical basically okay I used to work, to figure out I if, fixed cataracts that's what I did at Caltech. <laughs> Yeah, and, this was too boring already. And I oh man, out. I used to I used to fix Rincon Continentals. Um, <laughs> oh no, no, no. Oh, are we doing are we doing <laughs> oh, Asian accents? Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Wait, Lincoln second. Continentals. <laughs> Rincon Continentals. I uh, <laughs> this was a recurring segment in the first I believe dozen episodes. Oh or so. yeah, terrible racist accents from Brooks. Oh yeah, no, I've no. You know, okay, all right, pretty good. Okay, okay. Yeah, there we go. No, there we go. It was like 2012. All right, that's great. I, I no, the other day, like, wait, uh, time out. This right, is how. Go for it. I just, Jesse, this is how good of a comedian you are. I just realized when I said cataracts, <laughs> you were doing a bit <laughs> yes. as I was an Asian guy saying I fixed Cadillacs, yes. and you said Rincon Continentals. 
you're you're the best comedian in the world. Thank you. It went Thanks. over my head. It went over it went my over head. Your... And I'm uh, pretty good. I no, Brooks, you're you're great. You're the best. You're the best. No, I'm I'm I'm, I'm pretty I'm... good at comedy, but that's better Listen. than than I could even ever grasp. That was other... that good. I couldn't even grasp at how funny that was. I'm I'm on board with doing. Uh, you know what? I feel like right now you're doing the he's got cancer, throw him a bone thing. No, and I resent no, it. No, 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 I'm no, not no. doing that at all. No, I'm no, saying no. you're uh, like. You did a rink and continue rentals bit after after I said cataracts, and I am blown away that it took me like two minutes to like go back into my head and be like, "Oh my god, he was four steps ahead of the game." Well done. Dude, the other night I was talking to a lady. You know, sometimes I'll talk to some kind of lady, right? Okay. And um, mm-hmm. she and 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 I'm fine with doing um, really what was, bad. What was her name? What the the lady's name? Cassidy. Mom. And, uh, I wish that was pretty funny to me. It, was, it wasn't a cataract. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, it wasn't. Was it uh, a Regan oh. Contramit? Darn it. All right, go on. No, no. You're just, I was talk- but you're like, talking to a lady. I'm so used to hanging out with comics, right, that mm-hmm. like slipping into racist Asian voices. <laughs> nobody, but, you know, because like whatever. But uh, I, w- I was talking to her and she, she asked me what my sign was, which means I'm already like kind of done with the conversation. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So she asked me what my sign was. And I was like, I don't really do uh, astrology at all. And she goes, uh, she goes, oh, well, I do the Chinese Zodiac. And I go, what are you, a Libra? Uh, <laughs> is that a Libra or a Zebra? <laughs> that's a, it's a Libra. I was like, are you a Rio? Like, because um, uh, that's really funny to me. And then we, we you know, we haven't talked or anything. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so, I don't know. It's been, so. it's been bad. Anyway, you know, so yeah, you used to slice up eyeballs, Pixies style. Yeah, yeah, I used to, yeah, I used to yeah, open yeah, up yeah. eyes, and, oh, yeah. and we would we replaced cataracts. We were fixing cataracts, a new version of cataracts. Hang on, wow. but you weren't actually doing operating on live people. You were doing it in a lab to we were doing generate lab methods to do donor eyes. We did a, we did a ten, ten part human trial in Guadalajara. Towards the end of it, I think I was already done with this podcast before then, but. Uh, I would go to Guadalajara, I'd be depressed over a relationship, and I'd have to, like, um, study these surgeries and be like, oh, boy, I don't, I don't want to be here. But you were never actually the one doing the surgery on no, the people? No, I was prepping. I would prep everything. I was like, and okay. then um, run, the, run the tests afterwards. We had surgeons that would do it. Can I was you, never cutting eyes open. Can you talk more about now that it's like been three years? I think at the time you were saying they were close to some possible big breakthrough, and maybe yeah, it would be... I'd got- I, I can't talk about it too much still because I respect them. But I mean, did it work out? What they it were worked trying to out. Do? They sold okay. it. It was good. Cool. It worked out. They did a great job. It's a really great company. And I think, you know, it'll be like, I think it'll be a real surgery that people can get in, you know, the next 10 years, which will be pretty rad that I used to bumble around in a room where it was. That's amazing. Together. Yeah. That'll be like one of those things. Like, I, head, head, I always forget if it's Heady or Headley because of Blazing Saddles. Lamar with the. Uh, did I tell you they called me like when I got SNL and they were just surprised with they went through all of my files and they were surprised with how much work I actually did do. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, "You actually, dude, you kept great files. We couldn't oh, believe awesome. the amount of work that you got done." And I was like, "Yeah, all right, that's pretty vindicating." It was great. I thought I was going to call and get be like, "All right, you're going to jail." Oh, oh no, we've lost Matt. Matt. That's Matt's computer, which is new, and I want to talk about this. Because I think it's the internet get... connection. No. I think it's the connection here. Top of the line, top of the line laptop you got there. All right, well, let's just keep, let's keep rolling. Yes, let's keep rolling. So, anyway, so Dolphin so, Eyes. Dolphin Eyes, they're watching you. Um, okay, so they- You guys they, seen The Cove? The Cove. Is that the that Fisher documentary? Thing? That was a documentary where they murdered all the dolphins in Japan. 
Like all of them. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen it. I know they would like get awards. them into a cove and just like really murder them for the meat. Yeah, for the fun. There's a bunch of murdering on dolphins. You should uh, Is look. Dolphin tasty? I don't know. It's kind of a Japanese thing. Yeah. Or, I don't know. Well, also, I haven't seen that documentary in a long time. Okay. Check it out if you want to get super bummed out. Just watch it. There's like a bunch of dolphins getting I, like stabbed. I don't know. If, if I want to get bummed out by a documentary, there is there is Netflix, which is everything of that. Yeah. Uh, okay, so anyhow, these kids, they can see underwater. And um, the person that I mentioned earlier, whose full name is... Why am I? Why do I care about it? what her full name? Anna Gislin um, was trying to f- see what the reason, and they figured it must be one of two things. They must have either picked up some adaptation that fundamentally changed the way their eyes worked, or they had just learned to use their eyes differently underwater. And she thought the first theory was unlikely because a fundamental change would mean um, the kids wouldn't be able to see above water very well. And they did a simple eye test to show that it wasn't that. Like they see the same, they see just as well out of water as European children of a similar age. So it had to be some kind of manipulation of the eye itself, and there are two ways you could theoretically improve your vision underwater. You could change the shape of the lens, which is called accommodation, or you could make the... Pe- That's what I worked on, accommodation. No shit. Yeah, really? changing the shape of your lenses. That's why when you get cataracts, you they take your lens out, and then you get a two-dimensional disc, and that's why you need um, glasses, because your eyes, to focus close up and far away, it's measured in diopters, your uh, lens, your... Um, like ciliary muscles pull on your lens, which is a sphere, and the lens either gets flatter to focus closer. The or lens is a sphere. I thought it was like a flattish. Um... No, the lens is like a gelatin substance. Okay. So, but when you get cataracts, it hardens, and then it can't constrict anymore. So you can't focus near or far away, and it gets cloudy. So <laughs> they would put in two-dimensional discs, and we would work on making accommodating interocular lenses. That's what oh, we were working okay. on. Which I don't think that that's absolutely acceptable there's a bunch of those out there and uh yeah but we were working on accommodation so i was measuring accommodation for two years oh very cool i haven't talked about this in forever yeah i didn't know yeah. they, i didn't know they were spherical either i remember asking about this when i got lasix i always thought the way your eye muscles worked was by just like changing the no width it, of your whole eye but no it's just it changes the, moving uh, shape the lens. of your lens and that's the um uh, so it's like a sphere but it either sort of squashes or stretches either, yeah, that think sphere of like, think of like a balloon like if you pull the edges of a balloon apart the balloon becomes more of a disc right mm-hmm. and if you push it together it becomes more of a of a round like sphere okay okay so I'm, then I'm that cool. that changes how uh, light goes into your eye Hey Jesse, welcome back. That's uh, what you do. I was doing real science, Jesse. <laughs> yeah, you just miss Brooks no, no, suddenly no, no, jump okay. jump from okay. like this is boring mode to uh, I know shit. I yeah, understand yeah. this. is like stuff. one of like if we talked about heart valves, that's the other thing I know everything about. I studied. Oh really? I didn't know that. I studied cardiovascular biomechanics in college, and I actually got a job. <laughs> gay order. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> actually, it's. It's um, your gay order. It's my <laughs> could come back. Um, Sick. Um, no, I don't mean it, but those are my two things. I worked in heart cool. valves and eyes. So if you were on a desert island where people needed heart surgery or eye problems, you'd be like the I would have crashes. to call. I would have to call my bosses oh, okay. and be like, but I was running tests and learning a lot about them. That's cool. What? Uh, so what makes these these uh, kids? You know, yeah, I cut you off. We were so saying, we were saying they could accommodate thing. well. Either they're better at accommodating, which means changing the shape of the lens using those muscles, which any of us can do. If you make your eyes go blurry, that's what you're doing, right? No, changing, it's like is that not? It's like focusing clear and far away. Like if you focus on something, it takes it a minute to come into focus. That's your fucking lens changing shape. Right, right. If you look at something far away, it takes it a second to focus because your your ciliary muscles are like constricting. 
or if you look at something right now and try to make it go blurry, that's you using those muscles, right? That's you. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, that's what um, accommodation is—is is focusing. Yeah. It's how now, focus so it's stuff. either that, or they could have been making the pupil smaller. Which Jesse is a photography fan, you know, would increase the depth of field. If it was small enough, yes, everything's in focus, but you wouldn't get much light coming through. Let me ask you this: If you get wick, let's say you get wicked drunk, stuff goes blurry. Now, is that because those muscles are messed up, or is that brain interpretation? Ooh, it mm. could be both, but I bet it's kind of a muscle thing. You know how you can't like walk great? It's probably a muscle thing. Your just eyes are fucked up. It's just your, like the same way your hand, like your coordination, be off yeah, anyway. Your yeah. Speech gets slurred. You're just not as you're not as fluid with uh, the muscles your your brain is telling it to work. That makes sense. One of the after a party last summer, the sun was going down, and uh, there was there were these two stars that were equally bright, super bright, right next to each other in the sky. And I've been drinking all day. I was like, guys, I never noticed they're like two really bright stars right near each other. And I kept staring at myself. I was like, oh, you're talking about like Venus? That one star? I, I couldn't get my, yeah. I was so drunk, I couldn't get my eyes to bring the two stars do you know, together. Do you know the three brightest objects? Oh, this is easy now. Of course. Three brightest objects in the sky. Go for it. Sun, moon, and Venus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's just weird because you always think, you're like, I don't know what stars, but it's those are the three. Sun, yeah. moon, Venus. But yeah, I couldn't, Venus was two stars that were that stayed constantly far apart because I had double vision because I was so drunk and I couldn't make them come together. Like my eye muscles fun. weren't, anyway. So it's either pupils or it's accommodation. And the pupil size is easy to measure and revealed they can constrict their pupils to the maximum known limit of human performance. But that alone couldn't fully explain the degree to which their sight improved underwater. So they believed the accommodation of lens was also involved. So they made a mathematical calculation that showed that the children had to accommodate to a far greater degree than you would normally see underwater. Um, mm. Normally, when you go underwater, everything's so blurry, the eye doesn't even try to accommodate because it's not a normal reflex, but they're able to do both. They can sort of almost voluntarily make their pupils smaller and change the lens shape, and seals and dolphins have a similar adaptation. But actually, they said that this was kind of unique to children because they tested adults in that tribe, and they didn't show unusual underwater vision or accommodation. So most of the adults catch their fish by spearing from above the surface while the kids can still do the cool underwater tricks. Ugh. You guys know Mohawk Indians aren't afraid of heights? Is that true? It's true. You can Google it. I know everyone's like, that's so fucked up, but it's it's totally true. Because uh, they don't have any high things to be on or something? I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, I'm sure it's been researched, but yeah, Mohawk Indians, not afraid of heights. Are they, sure. are they the... Is that the tribe then that got used for a lot of skyscraper construction? Yeah, yeah. This isn't just like, like I heard this from my uncle on Super Bowl Sunday. You know, like, <laughs> <it's> like <laughs> my uncle told me this in a garage while we smoked a joint. <laughs> right. This is this is hard science, man. This is real, dude. Hey, dude. I'm gonna tell you something right now, Jesse. Mohawk Indians. All right. You fucking <laughs> dude. Take those guys up a mountain. They ain't gonna be scared. Of, they ain't. They're like those are them. mountain goats are humans, dog. Man, I. I I stood on the edge of the Grand Canyon with a Mohawk Indian. He was a wind talker. He's uh, also a mechanic. But we, we were standing there. And, man, <laughs> oh, he didn't man. care. He wasn't afraid, man. Dude, I recently had a meltdown and drove to the Grand Canyon and wrote <laughs> my ex fiance a 28-page letter. Oh, Tell me you didn't send it. Wait, oh, which, man. Can I ask handwritten. Which, which ex, Did you send it? Which ex-fiance? The one I was, I've only been engaged one person. I gave it to okay. her. Yeah, it was. Uh, she just goes, okay. <laughs> oh. Was, oh, man. It was terrible. Oh. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was the Grand Canyon's great. Just don't go there and write, um, love letters that will, that no one cares to read. Oh man. I'm so sorry. Dude, How many songs brutal. did you quote? It's brutal. There was like three poems I put in there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Were they your poems or poems that one you... of them might've been mine? <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was, I was like, I, I was really sad. I wrote a of lot of letters. Yeah. yeah. 
in your what eyes, made you like the heat? Yeah. What, anyway, what happened? Grand Canyon. In, Grand well, no, Canyon. what happened in your head where you were like Grand Canyon? That's where I need to work this shit out. I just I ride every morning now. I try not to really drink um, and just kind of focus and, and um, just like you know live a good life. And so I ride every morning, and I was bored, and I was like, "You got to get out of here. Can't have any more normal days." So then I woke up at six the next morning and drove to the Grand Canyon, and was like, "This is where I'll, I was just like inspired to write." And I wrote; it's really beautiful. And then I gave it to a person who who said, uh, okay, "Okay." She said, "Okay." Wow. Did you keep a copy? So maybe if there's no, something no, I was so artistic about it. She's like, "Do you want it back?" I go, "No, oh. it's for you." Yeah, it was brutal. It was real brutal. Um, Man, that is brutal. Man, um, it's real hard though. It's real during the uh, like the doldrums of the evening to like not check somebody's Facebook or something. It's yeah, hard. It's so hard. But now I know. Don't go there because guess yeah. what? She's not posting. I miss Brooks posts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. Just uh, like a single black candle. Yeah, yeah. This one goes out to 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 my homeboy. Like, no, it's none of that. It's all it's it's all a bummer. So I don't go near it. Yeah. Anymore. Has anybody ever gotten back together because their ex was like subgram, whatever the subtweeting of Instagram is? Oh uh, man, it's awful. Anyway, I was at the Grand Canyon. and had a good time. Uh, <laughs> well, if you saw any Mohawk Indians, they weren't afraid. They, they weren't afraid. afraid at all. Yeah. We're gonna have to edit all that out. <laughs> Why, dude? If she heard it, she'd just go, okay. You know, yeah, maybe you're right. Oh, uh, I thought you meant because of the racism of the Mohawk Indians. It's not <laughs> racist. It's, it's not, not racist. I know. I, somebody, still, I mean, somebody give it a Google. I would suggest yeah, Matt do it, but his computer. Hey, you know, will. Those those Choctaws can't see the color green. Yeah. You guys it's no racist that? if you're saying the good of things. Right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, it's it's a it's like a, I don't know what it is like a balance orientation thing or I don't know. I it's was crazy. thinking you were going to say like that, that it's a tribe that always lived in plains states that didn't have any like cliffs or something. Or but that some... that would be the opposite. You thought like you think you'd be more scared of heights if yeah. you grew up not around them. It isn't, there's some experiment they did with babies where they had them on this visual cliff thing to see when depth perception kicks in and when you start to be afraid of falling. Like they had a baby on a, a tr- on a like a tray that's half glass and there's a floor below and half opaque. They were seeing if it would crawl over the glass part indicating that it's not afraid of falling to its death. But it's like, no, maybe it just knows how glass works or knows it's not the end of the cliff. Um, well, didn't we have a story on the show a couple of years ago about babies when they develop their fear of snakes? Yeah, we did. Brooks loves snakes, right? I just got freaked out when you said it. <laughs> yeah, I fucking word. hate snakes, man. This is my number one. When I die, it's going to be from a snake if. bite. If. Okay, I'm going to die from a snake bite. I don't mean to, I don't mean to cut in. Turns out it is super racist. What? No. <laughs> yeah. yes, oh no! Yes. Yeah, it so, sounded insane. No, it's good to know this. It's good to know this because yeah, I don't want to be spreading, you know, Mohawk rumors. Uh, but it's not a negative thing. You're like Mohawk Indians, fucking. So what, those dudes are amazing at Yahtzee. No, no. So it's what happens is they work on tall buildings. It pays well, and some Mohawks got involved in the. Uh, skyscraper business in Manhattan. They got involved in the trade at a certain point and promoted it in the community or got their friends hired onto the crews. Over time, they fostered a reputation, carved out a niche in the field. Then Americans started coming up with romantic notions about natives having no fear of heights because a large percentage of these crews were Mohawk. It has nothing to do with some kind of innate natural lack of fear. Oh, so it's just the only job they were allowed to do. So it's the same as Jews and money. That's the same, like the same thing. Like they were only allowed to be money lenders. So like, oh, Jews are good with money. Sure, the Jews money thing is science, Matt. But (laughs) so you know, don't Wikipedia that one. Let's just stay with it. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, sorry about that. That's why there's a pyramid on the notes, man. (laughs) 
Yeah. No, you're you know? good. By the way, Jesse, let's here's some. I mean, I know listeners to our podcast probably also listen to Jesse versus Cancer and have. No, heard. they don't. There's not a lot of crossover, man. I got like <laughs> really. Nah, guys, man. I, guys, listeners, listen to Jesse versus Cancer. It's great. Yeah, you guys need to people, check it out. Uh, nah, people, they fucking hate my podcast, dude. There's like seven people listen to. It. I think it's like you guys, dude. One one weird thing is um. Is Stu listens to it, you know? Oh so my god, I, I, I didn't tell you. Oh yeah, I gotta tell you something later. Okay, yeah. Well, then tell me now. I mean, what? Because he, well, he, he doesn't listen to probably science, so I, I want to know I, what the fuck's going on with those it, guys. If he knows how podcasts work, it's just we're a hair's breadth away from him finding out all the shit we've said. Uh, I know. But he said, "Hey, Andy, you're never gonna believe this." John Jesse's podcast. He referred to me as a furniture salesman from Brooklyn. And I'm like, that's the nicest thing he's ever said about you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's that's like he uh, basically like it. It's weird because I've been watching a lot of, uh, you know, you, I'm sick a lot. So I'm laying down a lot. I've been watching a lot of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And that's my favorite it, show of all time. Yeah. So Stu is Frank Reynolds. Like, just <laughs> okay, that is okay. him, you know, just like less sort of joie de vivre. Right. But like just the confidence the you know, it's mind blowing. Um it's mind blowing. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he, he got in touch with me and he's, he's, he texted me or something. It was like, uh, he's like furniture salesman from Brooklyn, huh? And it's like, so I can't even say true things that are, yeah, that's, this is nothing insulting about that. Zero but, insulting. Yeah. Is but, there right, some factual man. inaccuracy there? Yeah. It's just it's fucking brutal. Oh God. You've, you've missed so much weirdness. Just like, I'm sure man, strangers staying in your bedroom. Like there's a, there's a woman in the kitchen one morning. Like I, not, I, it's not a landlord. It's not the, one of the brother and sister combo there. It's a, uh... yeah. So explain to me, cause I need to know this. Cause one of the landlords lives here in Nashville and assures me no one's been staying in my room. And I know that's bullshit. Oh I shit. Should I not bullshit. have said, I mean, no, uh, no, I want you to, what's going on? Is it just a free for all now? I mean, what? No, it hasn't on? been that much. It was just, there was a, one, that... there was a litter of possums <laughs> born on your ass. All right. Are, but it was they... during a pool party and we wanted to see what, what we wanted to see it. So we no, did, were, I mean, like, were they, were they swamp possums though? Cause then it's, uh, swamp it's possums. okay. No, they were swamp. Valley possums. They all, <laughs> okay, they were all sure. very, they had to act. They all was like they said like way too much. Like they're like I'm totally like about to have all these babies, and they're like going to be so nuts. And I was just like, yeah. dude, possums, you, you can talk. And they're like, yeah, we're totally like valley. Possums. We're like valley possums. Yeah, like totally. And then, and then they wrestled Needick for the city championship. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, I don't know what's going on over here. Uh, well, People was, staying in Jesse's bed. Well, I want to know. There was one week of just like mayhem. Everything came together at the worst time without any warning. Like uh, both the landlord and his both landlords, the brother and sister combo, were here, and this strange woman. And it was right when Stu had gotten back from his, the service. I get, his mother passed away, which is nothing to joke about. But also, she was 104, which I wasn't aware of, and that's insane. oh yeah, dude. He she okay. So uh, <laughs> Stu's mom had been in like not just a nursing home but hospice for like 15 years oh, because I didn't they know just, that. okay that, wow. well no no well they just thought she was gonna die when she was like 90 you know like a normal human not like a freak so so oh my stu- god really gotta cross her fingers <laughs> well, no. stu doesn't listen <laughs> no <laughs> no really not one to listen to yeah oh no man. but i'm saying like i've been i've i mean stu and i were hanging out in the kitchen before where i'm like uh what's going on he's like my mom you know and i'm like oh no is her health declining and he's like i wish she's better you know she won't oh, die gotta edit something. this out you know <laughs> no i'm serious i know me too it's like this lady won't croak and you know i've been paying this thing for <laughs> 
It's like, dude, you're, you're Frank Reynolds, man. You're Frank Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. Okay. So that, so that does suck. I got, I got to reach out to but, Stu. So, his, so Stu's mom passed. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I extended my condolences. I'm not making fun of that in any way. It was just like a crazy week where everything, and it was also the weekend we were like watching a ton of Bridgetown tapes and so we, sure. a bunch of people were over in the living room and like the landlords come over and like Stu's like can you be quiet because my mom just died I'm like yeah which is 104 we got work to do and like it was a, ba- <laughs> uh, it was, it was a bad week it was we a bad can week. listen to uh, a guy from uh, the middle of Michigan telling <laughs> us about his penis yeah yeah He's um, right. These um, I'm trying to think what the most cliched joke in all the submissions was this year. For some reason, everyone has raccoon jokes now, and everyone has jokes about be- how much they love Beyonce. Not even jokes; they just say that as like a joke. Okay, I'm the possum. I, was there any possum stuff? No possum stuff. Okay, I have jokes but, about possums. Um, what do you mean people have how much they love Beyonce? What are you exactly. talking about? Exactly. Like, there's just things that are in the zeitgeist. Every year watching these submission tapes, we just realize that these trends that no one's even aware of. Like, for some reason, tons of comics, mostly female, Wait, will just for say something the, good about Beyonce. For the listener, who might not know, Andy runs the Bridgetown Comedy Festival. One of the people. I don't want to be the... Uh, you are... Yeah, you can't be the sole person. But one of the founders and creators sure. of the Bridgetown so you have Com- to watch Which, by the way, is happening many- in June... Uh, and yeah, it's just been announced. We're going to be there. Yeah, the lineup just went live. Probably science will be there. Bridgetowncomedy.com. And we have to watch an increasing number of videos every year. It's kind of insane how like we're in this comedy boom, but it's a, a, like a moneyless boom. It's just a boom of everyone's doing comedy. It's not like there's more opportunity. There's just more people doing it. Like way it's too a many. Good call. That's a great way to define it. It's, uh, it's infuriating, actually. Yeah. It's infuriating. Uh, so so people are just they're into Beyonce now? Yeah, like years past, like the cliche jokes were like every uh, uh, everybody had a joke about how like they, they would get catcalled by a homeless person, but then they'd be surprised they're, sl- they're actually flattered by it. That's like 20 people. Um, jokes about people, things people, comedians do that they're embarrassed of in the dark, including but not limited to eating and masturbating. Um, uh, dudes, you know, all the like, I'm a piece of shit comedy. Uh, I live in a bad neighborhood comedy. Right. I'm not saying I haven't done this stuff. It's just you see a thousand of these and you're like, oh, yeah, everyone's talking about the same stuff. Um, yeah, the cat call thing was was really prevalent for a while. Actually, we kept a Google Doc of all these. There's like 20 things that everyone's talking about. It does mean for like for one of these festivals, it really works in your favor to submit it, uh, your most obscure bit. Kind of. Uh, let's see. Um, oh, you always have to remember that. Like if you're submitting for anything, whoever's booking it, you know, especially if it's like a late night show or something like that's their only job. They just watch comedy all day. Right, and right. like sometimes they'll tap out of a bit. You know, they'll quit listening just if you say something like, I was in a cab the other day. Right. They just quit listening. And it's. You, yeah, so, you might have the best joke about being in a cab, but they've listened right. to 20 of those that day. When I, when I auditioned for SNL, I went up, like, and like Lauren was in the crowd, and I, my, I broke the microphone on accident up top and spent like 90 seconds fixing it of my five minutes. <laughs> oh. Like, really, just slowly fixing it. And then I just opened with, that was a gross misuse of this time. <laughs> and that's, that's like great. what, yeah, then they were like, what? I was just like lightning struck, you know? And then he, it was just like, because if I went up and it was like, I used to have a Furby, you know, he'd be like, oh, God damn it, another Furby joke. But I woke up and broke a mic on accident. That's and better it's just, than, yeah. That's uh, great. So I got this just thing. Being I, we, just the, the, the uh, difference. I got this list in front of me. And then, um, I got, and then I was on the show, and he was like, it's all Furby stuff. There's no more mic break. <laughs> I wanted the microphone. Why isn't he brilliantly spontaneous? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I was, <laughs> you really don't understand how lucky that was for me. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, you got it. What do you got right. here, Andy? Well, I mean, garbage people or garbage person as a as a comedic device, as a, as a term, that's got to be retired. Everyone's doing that. Um, hot girls also poop is a trope. I say um, I have rat trash taste buds. Is that... Have uh, no, it's okay. It's okay. okay, okay. Uh, some men resemble lesbians is what a lot of comics want us to know. Sure, um, sure. I'm into girls who could be ha- handsome guys. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. my style. It's like, well... You'd be like a I, hunky... You'd be like... Like an effeminate dude, but a girl. Yeah. It's like, well, there's be, a certain point. I'm with you on that. There is a certain point of hotness where it just transitions into like just weird alien androgyny. Like just like I want to fuck that thing, but I'm confused by it. Yeah. It's like Tilda okay. Swinton, like, uh, Bowie style. Well, I mean, like if you look at like the jawline of let's say like Angelina Jolie and then Jude Law, it's like you guys the look the same. same. Whoa, the same. Whoa. You're right. You're the Mind same blown. Venn diagram, almost a full circle. It is. You look at like a young Elvis, how feminine his features are. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or like a younger Leo DiCaprio. These aren't masculine men, but they're the epitome of male beauty. They're like this feminine. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, uh, but then but then you look at like the hottest women ever. You know, um, Temple Grandin. You know, sure. like China uh, from WWF. We all know <laughs> yeah. who we're talking about. Mrs. Doubtfire. Right. Exactly, Doubtfire. Mrs. Doubtfire. You look at like the girls that I'm just like I could never get that. Yeah. You know, girl like like just they're like not even like amputees, just like hot <laughs> chicks. And uh, no, nah, you know, it's all. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. It's all the same. We would, I it's just all shot, the same. I just shot this movie where we did a bit about how if Donnie Tra- uh, Danny Trejo was Mrs. Doubtfire, <laughs> it wouldn't work because you just want to bang her because she'd look like a hot stripper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'd just be Danny Trejo being like, I miss my kids. He'd be like, I don't care. Come here. <laughs> yeah. Get I'm, over I'm, here. I'm, Take that top off. <laughs> oh, man. Trejo is Miss Doubtfire. That'd be incredible. Oh, that'd be great. I feel that. like Andy. I feel like you should take that list that you made and like do some sort of comedy bot. Keep going with like, it. Oh Sorry, no, we're, I keep we're saving it. Like I think next year is the tenth anniversary of the festival, and I think for that year we'll actually publish this. Like now, it seems like a little insulting because if someone has one of these bits, they'll think it's personal. Where I'm it's like, no, it didn't make the list unless ten people were talking about it. Well, then like, also it's like a glaring. Go through it more. I want. Well, I mean, here's here's yeah, a huge, and this is something like it's not like one. you're super hack. You're talking about something everyone is. It's just if you've watched it's two thousand videos, yeah. And one percent of them are doing this bit. Then you see this, or, or the, not even this bit, this topic. This topic. Then you see that topic twenty times, and it just goes right. like Jesus. That suddenly seems a lot. It's in the zeitgeist. Yeah. I mean, you'll I never mean, see just doing just topic, hitting clubs. I would say full on joke. The the thing about women getting hit on by the homeless and being surprised to discover they're flattered by it is an actual fully formed joke that's been used like probably thirty times in submission. Wow. Tapes. Um, here's one that can go to bed forever. Uh, rap lyrics deserve a closer look, preferably by white men. Oh, like the close reading a, of rap lyrics. Oh yeah, is that's like, a, that yeah. Is, you know what? I defend most comedy, but as soon as somebody starts dissecting lyrics, yep. I'm like, yeah. No, and again, I've been guilty of it. I'm not saying I haven't done some of these well, things. But particularly, I've also if been the, guilty of it. Yeah. If the joke is either I, a uh, non-streetwise white person, is right. saying these words. Or if they're doing jokes about things that are actually, or like some lyrics are intentionally are funny, to be absurd. And you go like, they're he said this. And you go like, yeah, absurd. that's that's humor. That was using. You were just quoting someone else's joke. You might as well just say. And then Homer Simpson said. Yeah. And you know, uh, yeah. Right. Like you're gonna take yeah. a close look at ludicrous lyrics. Like his name's Ludicrous. What do you? Why would you? <laughs> oh, oh I just got that. <laughs> He's crazy. Yeah. He is ludicrous. He is. I okay. saw ludicrous. I was at South by Southwest yesterday. I saw ludicrous. He's awesome. That dude's great. I got booed off the stage opening for him at uh, University of Florida. Oh yeah, you did. Yeah, like seventeen thousand people at the University of Florida booed me off the stage. It's a story you used uh, to tell on stage. Yeah, when I was opening for ludicrous at the Gator Growl, the University of Florida Gator Growl. It was a, it was a disaster. <laughs> 
the that's gator a horrible i mean everything about that is a horrible idea like yeah. even that's they, you know what the students who put it on were nice but it was just like i went up in between um foster the people in ludicrous and the crowd was just like no we're in we're in we're in music. Oh, even be- music that's mode. the other thing about the story that's ridiculous: the fact that Man. they put you on between music acts, not even preceding yeah, all of the music. I was hosting. I was hosting the whole fest, and it was it was really fun. I was you know two three minute bits. Yeah. And then in between Foster the People and Ludacris, they were like do thirty minutes, <laughs> and I'm a delusional <laughs> idiot. So I was like, you got it. <laughs> And the crowd was like, we absolutely no, no, no. no, 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 no. You go oh, on after Foster the People, you say, give it up one more time for Foster the People. Yes, yes. Give it up for the they, sound crew and everyone working hard to make maybe, this thing happen. And then you go like, you And know, then you go like, we'll be back like, in 25 yeah. minutes with Ludacris. <laughs> maybe you go like, Aaron Hernandez is innocent, you know. <laughs> Tom Petty's just okay, you know, and then you bounce. And then you go, and then you let them play music for 25 minutes, and then you Did come you, on 30 was, seconds before Ludacris. It was bad. It was really bad. Was your opening joke like, man, I hope uh, somebody adopts those guys soon, huh? Who? Foster the people. No, but... I hope those guys get... Because then I'm telling you, man, it would have been a lock. You wouldn't have gotten booed off stage. Dude, it Just, was... They, they're like, people putting it on were all part of this fraternity, and they want me to do this inside joke to like oh 15,000 people oh about no! somebody in the fraternity. Oh and I was like, I don't know. I don't think it's going to work. And they're like, it'll work. It'll work. That it'll work. sounds like, oh. So I went up and tried it, and it didn't work. And I go, that, those idiots <laughs> fucking told me that will work to look, you guys. Looking at your hand, being like, yeah. and this thing has about as yeah, much of a chance go, of working as yeah, solely hitting on a theta chi. That's exactly <laughs> what it was. It was exactly that. And everybody backstage was like, that was great. I go, no, it wasn't. You guys weren't out there. That was I, terrible. I, I, I remember bombing hard at a gig that nothing like the size of this one, but it was at Christmas and I was missold what it was. I was told it was a completely different kind of show. And I got there and it, t- it was in a golf club. And I, it turns out that they had just hired this room so that four different groups of people could have their Christmas party simultaneously. <laughs> oh, man. So it was like four corporate gigs kind of combined into one. Two of them were what? Two of them were office parties, and then two of them were group, one of them was like a ballroom dancing club, and then the other was some other group of friends. And three of the different groups came to me and handed me printed out pieces of paper oh, with jokes that I could do about their group, and I was like, I can't do that oh, no. because three quarters of the room don't know that Harold had a hard time dancing at first, but now he twirls them around the room like the best of them. <laughs> it's just... Oh, that's, a good, that's a good joke, though. That was a good joke. That's, so that's I, pretty, I nearly no, used that one. That I did, you, I did nearly use pretty, that one. Yeah. That's a pretty good bet. And then they, they also gave them... and I, Have you seen it's like a party novelty? And it's like a long balloon, but it has a whistle on the end. So you blow oh. it up, and then when you release it, it goes... Vroom! across the room so everyone had one of those oh, so I was perfect. already bombing at this gig and then every 30 seconds there was this just oh, kind of shooting Jesus. across the room oh, I, I yeah. did about I did about 13 minutes of my contracted 20 oh boy and yeah. then said hey uh, listen I think you'll we'll both enjoy the night more if I'm not doing yeah. this. Yeah, absolutely. That's the thing is like me doing stand up is ruining everyone's time. <laughs> yeah, right now. It's, like, it's a song, including cost. mine. Yeah. yeah. You and I will, will all enjoy tonight more. Yeah. If, if I, if, if I, I stop. stop this process, yeah. I told I ruined the mayor of Seattle's, <laughs> the mayor of Seattle's daughter's wedding. I ruined her wedding. Uh, Cause her and her fucking, boyfriend guy before they got engaged i guess their first date they had seen me do stand-up so this is they got in touch with me this i had already moved to la you know this is years later they got in touch with me and they're like hey uh we're getting married um come do you and and the money was like i had to do it you know what i mean yeah, like, yeah no same yeah. with gator Girl. who would turn down yeah. gator Girl? like i had to do it yeah 
but I was supposed to do 20 minutes and I, and I did give them the heads up. I'm like, you know, everyone's going to hate this cause it's your wedding and none of my stuff's about you. It's just like, who's this random guy talking about Yeah, what's going on, you know? Uh, so I go up there and it's in grand central station in Seattle. So it's, you know, it's inside like the whole train terminal and it's all done up and there's cellists and balloons and the fucking mayor is there and all this stuff. And, uh, man, and I go up in my opener uh, it's like during the reception, you know, in my opener, I go, uh, I go, hey, guys, um, real quick, let's give it up for the two stars of the evening. Megan's titties, huh? Oh. Jesus Christ. You seen these things? And um, oh, I just ruined their wedding. Just their whole wedding. <laughs> oh, it's over. Like, no, I mean, like people like weren't really dancing afterwards. Like I ruined their wedding. Oh, my God. I remember after my ludicrous one, I told the two kids who were like who were giving me a lift. I was like, guys, take me to my hotel. And they were like, We'd love to see Ludacris. So I had to stay and watch Ludacris do great. The crowd loved him. Was there a bit of you that was hoping Ludacris would bomb as well? So a you're like, little oh, bit. This is just yeah. a tough yeah. gig. It's just a tough crowd. They're a yeah. Foster the People crowd. Yeah, no yeah, one yeah. can follow Foster the People. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When Ludacris is like, I don't even know, it's like Holiday Inn. They were all Beach, like, get actually bring, yeah. bring the last guy back. <laughs> right. That's, that's, right. That's why you can't look at your ex's Instagram. It's never like, I missed that person. You just like, just steer clear. Yeah. Just run away. It's never gonna be run good. away. It's also never going to be them just being sad, even if it has nothing to do with you. Yeah. You know, yeah, because you know. think about when you're sad, you don't take to Instagram and yeah. put up a sad face. E- even, even however they're feeling, Instagram is curated happiness. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, it makes you think, like, after a breakup, if you look at their page, it makes you think, like, they went to Six Flags the next day. Oh, no, that's exactly... You know what I mean? No. And you're just like, who are these people? Like, like they're just instantly partying. But you don't even know, like, that photo could be months old. Oh, I don't know. I've, it's, I've, it's a mind fuck. It's I've, terrible. I've put myself in self-imposed Instagram jail after a breakup. Like, make sure don't put anything too happy up because they're going to be checking. Oh, it of course, and, no, yeah, and that's yeah. very nice of you. I mean, I like I won't after a breakup. I'm not doing. I'm not doing like uh, tweets about finger banging and stuff. Right, right. You know, you could give it some time. I you actually know? save up some stories from earlier finger banging so I can drop them straight after a breakup. <laughs> nice. Echo phone yeah. lets you just like time when those come out. Yeah, you can yeah. Just put them up. Yeah. Oh, I do have my first <laughs> ever joke about. Sleeping with a girl, though. I was dating this girl who's really cool recently, and we slept together on top of rocks okay. in Joshua Tree. You mean had sex, not Had sex. Okay, you didn't sleep on the and, rocks. And um, the, the part, it's just about how I can't do anything without bragging about it, which means I'm not cool. Like it's, We found out people were really close to us not that long after that. And the embarrassing part isn't that they heard us having sex. It's that they heard us brag about it to each other afterwards. <laughs> like, afterwards, I was like, that was cool as hell. And she was like, you should have kept your hat on backwards. And I was like, oh, yeah, next time I'm going to wear sunglasses. And Oh, my God. Yeah. You know how much you sound like Tommy Lee and Pamela Anderson oh, on that tape? It's so lame. Just the worst. Oh, yeah. She was like, this is Bone Mountain. And then, like, then we realized <laughs> there was a family having a picnic oh, on the other side God. of the rock. And we're just like, Ugh. I wonder if they didn't hear us and then we were quiet and you could hear them like eating and talking quiet <laughs> right right oh, so i had to be like did you got i just yeah. saw some cool teenagers leave here i don't know what happened <laughs> right, right. you could actually hear like ketchup being poured yeah exactly we heard their footsteps as they walked away and i was like they, they heard everything i was at a uh the the last like string of gigs i did i was at i was in Asheville. i think it was in Asheville, north carolina and i was at a hotel and it was at the Asheville Inn, which the walls there are like made of paper. Like it's not even, you know, it, it doesn't mean anything. Uh, they're so thin. The guy. So, so there's a hotel room next to mine, obviously. And I'm watching TV 
and I see the painting next to the TV start to like jut out like in rhythm. You like sort of bump against the wall. <laughs> no. uh, so I go over and, you know, I give it a give it a listen. Right. And it's some pretty hot, hot stuff going on. Some hot, <laughs> uh, hot intercourse. So I, you know, I rub one out like a gentleman, rub one out like an adult sure. listening, listening to these people. Yeah, you uh, don't want to be creepy and just listen and not do anything. Yeah, no, well, no that's disrespectful. That's, dude, that's somehow creepier to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? To just like give it a listen. It's but like being the cloth guy at an orgy. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Hey, man, yeah. if you're here, fucking all Play in. by the rules. Play yeah. all in. Yeah, yeah, I'm here for the dip. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, like, uh, then I, I finish you know, my, my business there, and uh, they're still going. And then I realize uh, pretty quickly, and this is how well I could hear into the other room, you know? I realized pretty quickly that uh, I was not jerking off to a couple having sex. I was jerking off to another guy jerking off watching porn on his yeah, lap. Boy, it's, uh, yeah. Which I could have just done, you know, on my own. <laughs> that old um, that old one, too. Yeah, and it's a theater of the mind is what that is. Like, think of yeah, how much like, that says about your creativity. You're you, able you got to his porn for free. Yeah. Basically, yeah, it was like Inception. It was like I, I just, um, man, it was it was awful. Because then I, I was like, I was like, oh man, they're really going at it. And then I was like, something about the way they're having sex sounded like a scene just changed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whoa, they put on weird jazz. <laughs> right. These people are nuts. Oh man, there's someone else talking about live jasmine. Wait, the time yeah. out. A pizza man is there. <laughs> and then they just they just said the same sentence twice. Yeah. Yeah, this is wow. Like, oh, actually, all of the same last five minutes of sentences they just said again. Oh, yeah. he's, he's rewatching it in Matt's world. What <laughs> That's what's happening. Yeah. Oh, okay, he restarted yeah, it over. Another go. Oh, I like sure. it. All right. Do we have any more other science topics? We do have some more science topics. I also want to thank uh, the donors to the podcast, which oh, yeah, guys, guys. We, we appreciate what you yes. do to keep us going all this time. It's been amazing. I can't believe four years later that we have this many people that are listening and um, contributing, which you can do by visiting probablyscience.com. We have a bunch of people that set up monthly donations, including Catherine Lubiak, James Cox. Um, well, Sheila Cardi gave a very generous donation. I think we mentioned last week, but whatever. It was very generous. Sheila, yeah, Catherine, generous. Catherine as well. Very generous uh, monthly, Catherine, monthly donation. Yes. Yeah. Um, and Alexandra Dorr, Justin Broad, Peter Long, David Worths. Um, actually, Justin Broad increased his... I think he increased... Oh, no, Lindsay Iserman increased yeah. the donation. Yeah, fuck Thank you, you, Justin. Why, Justin, we thought you did, you know, he did. It, it was great. Uh, Eric Cullen gave a single-time very, very, very generous donation, as did Rosalie Simonich, 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 and Jillian Schleicher, or Schleicher, or Schleicher, or Schleicher. Thank you guys very much. We appreciate it. And um, That's even a lot though of donation. This, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's cr- I, I still can't believe that uh, – I can't believe any part of this, any part that 200 of something that I've done, 200 of something, um, and that you guys have been so supportive. And, uh, you know, new listeners, yes, we usually do more science in an episode, but it's a special occasion. I haven't seen any of these guys in yeah, a while. We haven't hung on forever. Uh, do we want yeah. to do a story that Justin sent in? Sure, uh, generous, yes. generous monthly donor, Justin. Generous Broad. monthly donor, Justin Broad. Sure, uh, like send in a story. I think a few people actually send in the story, but we're going to do Justin's link because. Oh, shut up! <laughs> Autoplay link uh, about bacteria that's been discovered. A group of researchers in Japan that found a species of bacteria that eats the durable plastic found in most water bottles, more than forty-five million tons of which is produced each year. It does eating all of the plastic. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
Um, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I like it. That's great. A, so, a, a team of Japanese scientists has found a species of bacteria that eats the type of plastic found in most disposable water bottles. The discovery published last Thursday in the journal Science could lead to new methods to manage the more than 45 million tons of this particular type of plastic produced globally each year. The plastic found in water bottles is known as polyethylene uh, terephthalate or whatever. It's PET. It's PET. You see that like on every plastic thing that right, you buy. Right, right. Uh, it's also found in polyester pl- clothing, frozen dinner trays, and blister packaging. Uh, if you walk down the aisle in Walmart, you're seeing a load of PET. It's basically just everything in my life has PET in it. Pretty much. Microwave, microwave dinner, my polyester suit, you know. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're the blister pack that you come in. Your, yeah. d- your dog, right? You get that? Yo, nice. yes. Uh, nice. Yeah, that's very good. Um, part of the appeal of PET is that it's lightweight, colorless, and strong. However, it has also been notoriously resistant to being broken down by microbes, what experts call biodegradation. Or even not Or biodegradation, rather. I like how it's like, only experts can use that word. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, so it's not biodegradable, or not particularly biodegradable. Previous studies have found that a species, a few species of fungi can grow on PET, but until now, no one have found any microbes that can eat it. Uh, to find the plastic-eating bacterium described in the study, the Japanese research team from Kyoto uh, Institute of Technology and Keio University collected 250 PET-contaminated samples, including sediment, soil, and waste matter, wastewater from plastic bottle recycling site. Then they screened the microbes living on the sample to see whether any of them were eating the PET and using it to grow. They originally found a consortium of bugs that appeared to break down... And a PET film, but they eventually discovered that just one bacteria species was responsible for the degradation. They named it Idanella. I can't read it because it's on the other side of the screen. Sakaiensis. Uh, further tests in the lab revealed that it used two enzymes to break down the PET. After adhering to the PET surface, they the bacteria secrete one enzyme onto it to generate an intermediate chemical. That chemical is then taken up by the cell where another enzyme breaks it down further providing the bacteria with carbon and energy to grow. Uh, they found a community of these bacteria working this way could break down a thin film of PET over the course of six weeks if the temperature was held at a steady 30 degrees C. Um, so this is impressive, and it did a good job of showing these organisms were eating the plastic pretty well. However, it's not immediately clear whether it could help keep plastics out of the ocean, for example. Well, shit. Uh, when I think it through, I don't know where it gets us, he said. Well, that's kind of fatalistic. <laughs> I don't see how microbes degrading plastics is any better than putting plastic bottles in a recycling bin so they can be melted down to make new ones. Well, I think finding a creature with enzymes that can melt plastics pretty weird. Like, that probably has an application. Yeah. Uh, Even if it's not like a recycling application, I mean, that's that's some uh, military alien shit. Yeah, and he said it could help identify other microbes that might have similar PET degrading capabilities. This process could be quite common. Now we know what we're looking for. We may find these microbes in other areas around the world. Thank you for oh. the story, Justin. Again, you can email, Thank you, Justin. email those stories to probablyscience at gmail.com or tweet at probablyscience. And probablyscience.com is also where the donate button is. We didn't mention that when, we set, when we're thanking our donors. You oh, can also that? shop okay. through Amazon using our Amazon shopping link, yes. which really helps us out. Set that as your bookmark on your browser of choice. You don't have to ever remember typing it in. Cool. So, Jesse, I know you didn't want to talk about the the big C, but, um, you know, in case our listeners... Kansas. Don't listen to... (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, first of all, I I just got caught up on this week's episode. What are you you thinking as far as whether... uh, You've got a crossroads here because you've got... Oh, yeah. You've got this radiation thing. 
I don't know. I the first thing is, uh, yeah, radiation is really gonna suck uh, if I do it. You know, um, on one hand, it's like, and this is how fucked up it is being a comic. Is like you, you just start thinking like that'll be decent material. You know, if you oh my god. If you do something, well, no, cause, dude. No, it's, I it's, get, I get what you're saying. It's like, it's like when I my breakup go, was going down, I was like, well, guess who's gonna get funnier? I don't know, but we've talked on the show before about the time I had a colonic irrigation because I was bored on the road and I thought I'd get a bit out of it, and I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that 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 would annoy. I okay, mean, but, but go uh, ahead though, Jesse. I'm sorry to even steer it back to no, my own no. Shit. I mean, I so lame of me. A, I apologize. So if I do it, you know, I got to go to a sperm bank, like early next week um all kinds of weird stuff and because it can well it can zap your jizz the radiation like scatter per- radiation permanently yeah yeah or then you just can't have kids and stuff i'm just making it explicit for the listeners in case they didn't put together what yeah i guess it doesn't need to be yeah yeah um so it's it's weird so basically like today i went i met with the oncologist earlier today and first the first thing i was like the broader question is could i get a break can i get a break from treatment uh, and just can I take six months off? And they're like, well, if we do radiation, we have to do it uh, like now, you know. Um, but why is that? Because it because it, the recurrence happens so fast anyway. Um, oh. The local local recurrence, not distant recurrence. Like you know, if the cancer comes back and you, I mean, I've got like an eighty percent recurrence risk. You know, it was sta- it was diagnosed at stage four. It fucking sucks. But like normally, it's really distant. Right. It'll be like in your lung or in your brain or whatever the fuck. So local recurrence uh, happens, you know, all down in your colon and rectum. And when and it happens at the anastomosis site, that's where they rejoined. Like after my surgery, that's where they rejoin the colon to the rectum. Um, So that's the area that they want to blast with radiation to stop the potential of local recurrence. But my potential for local recurrence is already really low. It's at like 25 percent. And this gets it down to like 10 percent. So I sort of have to balance those numbers against like quality of life right. and be like, is the, cause it probably won't happen anyway. Um, well, like if- local, local recurrence, I'm not a huge risk for it, but also the thing to balance is that if it does happen locally, local recurrence is like the worst because it comes back, it comes back aggressively. It comes back against your pelvic floor. Like basically if there's rectal cancer, local recurrence, like the surgeries you have to get, they literally just cut your dick off. Like they Wait, cut. What? Yeah, dude, you can get like a complete pelvic resection. It's a mess, dude. It's not worth it. It's like it's not. It's horrible. Jesus. Where, where like you not only have a colostomy, but you also have like it's they take your bladder. Like it's just it's not even a fucking life after that. Like if it comes back, you know, locally. So obviously it's a balance of like, OK, risk risk assessment and i don't know i have like a week to think about it so i'm just gonna take a lot of walks and uh think about it because when you went into the surgery the hope was that's the end of everything you've been doing chemo forever you had one preliminary surgery this was gonna be i'm done i can go home after the surgery it was the hope yeah well so i did i did chemo i did like uh i did a few months of chemo then got liver surgery to remove the liver mass uh that was very successful which is awesome and then did way more chemo uh, and then they're like, okay, uh, colon surgery time, you know? So they go in there and what they were going to do is just a sigmoidectomy where they remove my sigmoid colon because that's where the tumor was, uh, remove the sigmoid colon and then reconnect it. But what happened was they found a little bit of tumor in the rectum. It was like lower than they thought. 
it wasn't like a misdiagnosis because the tissue looks the same under biopsies. And when you get a colonoscopy, it, it stretches, right? Like in the direction of the camera. So it was like a two centimeter difference, but it made the, all the difference in the world with my surgery and my treatment afterwards because they can't radiate the colon because the colon moves around just in your abdominal cavity, but the rectum stays there. Um, so now they can do radiation. So it's almost a good thing that they can do it, but uh, the, you know the problem is they had to give me a temporary ileostomy. So then you know now it's like I have to like shit in a bag and all this. I'm just at the right. end of my rope, man. I'm just like, dude, fuck you guys, man. I'm, I'm just come on, you know. So I don't know. I have to make a decision. It's like I'm either gonna figure out, you know, because I feel like I mean it's what it feels like is if since this was originally gonna be the end of treatment, at least for now, uh, until you know probable recurrence uh which sounds like a huge bummer but that's it's i'm just trying to think about it realistically but like you know it it's uh it's like running a marathon and then and then you get to the end and they're like oh by the way like keep going like do it again take a few more laps jesus you know and it's like dude i'm just fucking done man so i don't know yeah i sort of have to balance risk against quality of life and um but they gave me they gave me some more time because i was going to start radiation on tuesday and they're like take another week that's not going to make a statistical difference, you know. Take another week, figure it out, and uh, let us know. It's like, <laughs> and try right. and work out if it's if it's like long term balancing quality of life versus the treatment or short term. Because short term really sucks when they like you finish the marathon, but you've got another half marathon to go. But in well, the grand scheme of things, that's less than hey, you'll be like this for the rest of your life, or you might it, you might need it. But there are downsides to the radiation beyond. Yeah, what there are downsides too. to even exactly. that are yeah. potentially lifelong side effects. Exactly. So it's it's those are seems like the ones that you should more consider, like the long term side effects versus the potential gain. Yeah, like what percentage chance do they tell you about this being like sterile thing? Because you have to if you do that lead that ridiculous thing that they want you to put over your. Oh, well, I, well, I have to put it over there anyway, because like, so, so what happens is when you do radiation, you have to put this, uh, and I already did the simulation day and it's horrible. It's like a medieval torture device, lead sphere that you put your cock and balls into. Right. And, uh, you have to, and, and it's so scatter radiation doesn't get all over your stuff. Right. But it, the thing's so uncomfortable. It's also not a well-designed device. It's not like perfectly closed around your junk. It's still like there. It's kind of open. It's like a clamshell. It just kind of hangs open. Right. It does. It doesn't seem. Uh, it seems very unofficial, like very unmedical. I'm, I'm. I bet you could actually go to. There are like custom makers of fetish equipment. And ask them to make you a better version of the I, same I thing. I wonder why those kinds of things don't ever meet more often. Like why, when because like, there are people who effectively and, make that, right. but just probably not to medical lead line standards. But if oh, you said the to weird, them, that's the thing I've learned about cancer treatment is that like everything you go through with colon cancer treatment, some like weird Wall Street businessman pays a shitload of money for like someone to do that to them. Uh. Uh, you, you know what I mean? Like, like, like anything you go through where it's like, okay, today we're going to stick a, um, we're going to stick a speculum up your ass for a prostate biopsy where we get it out with this needle. And then you're going to take a bunch of oxycodone. It's like, that just gets some dude <laughs> off. Yeah. That's you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's some, some guy, that's his weekend. He's like, awesome. You know, right. This thing you've got to, you've got a base. You, we're going to strap you to a table and you have to stay really still in a small tube. 
Yeah, yeah. We're going to put this clamshell thing around your balls, and uh, and then we're going to put, for some reason, we're going to put a bunch of lead-lined stickers on your butthole and then rip them off violently. <laughs> um, that's like a Lehman yeah. Brothers CEO weekend off. Like that's um, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That, absolutely. And uh, that's that's like what you do while you're figuring out which candidate to, like, donate to. You know, you're just laying there like... <laughs> I man, it's yeah, they uh they really ripped those stickers off. What were the stickers inside. for again? The stickers are markers. They line up they have to line you up with laser apertures, um, and you have to be perfectly still when they blast you with the radiation. So you know, you get these markers all over you. Um so the simulation day is horrible, but that's where they point point being uh, point being, you get a lot of stickers violently ripped off your butthole okay. and, and they need to give you a heads up before they do the old ripping. Um, but so yes, the, even the, the not having kids thing, the going sterile thing, uh, the stuff that I'm more worried about just cause I'm a young douche is, you know, potential erectile dysfunction. Yeah, that's not, that's fair. That's um, very fair to be. <laughs> or, or loss of testosterone because the erectile dysfunction, it, it would be cardiovascular, right? It's not pelvic floor. It's, it's, so it's cardiovascular. So any erectile dysfunction that's caused by rectal radiation can be cured with like Viagra and stuff, which is actually good news because right. if it's nerve endings, that fucking sucks. Right. But there's no, there's no to- loss of sensitivity and pill, Cialis, Viagra, all that stuff works. So I'm like – and it's a really rare that any of that – like all this is super rare anyway. But oh, OK. I, yeah. But, but I was like – I was like, okay, so even then there's a workaround, you know. Um, the thing that really terrifies me is is potential loss of testosterone, you know, because that sucks. Then you have no libido. It's like then you, you know, you want to sleep all the time. You gain a lot of weight. You know, it's, it's brutal. Can, can you fix that with testosterone supplements? Dude, fuck all that. Like when you start getting into and, – and I don't mean that in some uh, pseudoscience-y way. Like yeah. like, yeah, I would at that point. Of course, I would try something – and that's also a rare shot, but it's still something to consider because it's like, you know, so much of cancer treatment, you can treat yourself to death where not literally, but where like, okay, you do chemotherapy because of the, like the cancer is the big thing you're staring at. So you do chemotherapy in hopes of defeating the cancer. Then you start taking all these drugs to deal with the side effects of the chemotherapy. Then you take more drugs to deal with the side effects of those drugs. And you start getting caught up in this weird loop and, you know, it sucks. It's like a loop I've been in for about 10 months of just, okay, this treats this, which treats this, which treats this. And you start getting really disconnected from like what you're even doing it for. Right, right. You know what I mean? It's like, what is this? Like, like, hey, why are you taking a Zofran? Well, it treats nausea. Why are you nauseous? Oh, right. Because I'm on chemo. Why are you on chemo? I don't fucking know. You know, <laughs> it's like, right. you just kind of forget like what you're doing. Um See, I don't know. I mean, I got about a week to figure it out if I want to do the radiation or not. But but what it comes down to is a 25% versus 10% chance of local recurrence. Um, it's such a tough call because they're both low, but they're not zero. Yeah, it's not, it's, it's not nothing, you know. It's, it's effectively 15% improvement. Yeah. Um, so then what I need to figure out, obviously, is um, are the side effects – like I'm probably going to do it because the, the radiation, because then it's like the side effects, all the potential side effects that really suck, um, you know, are really rare. Can you, can you get the hard numbers so you can sort of do some kind of can, the percentages of all those side effects for the, from the radiation? So you can. Yeah. Yeah. But then it's you start getting into stuff where every case is so unique, especially. Yeah. With radiation. Well, because radiation, it's like 
it's it's not like uh, chemo where everyone is getting it in all of their blood. You know, when you take chemotherapy, it's like radiation. There's millimeter differences in where they're doing stuff. Um, and they're not going to do it if they think it's just going to zap zap me. Like they're, you know, it's a good team right. of yeah. people. Yeah. They I, have. I'm pro you doing this radiation because I love you. And I think that that's the best way to be healthier for longer. And those other side effects seem slim and you could deal with them if, if you need to deal with them. But then at the same time, I'm not yeah, in your I mean, place and I have no way to actually give you any advice. But I just want the best way that Jesse could be healthy. Well, thanks, buddy. Thank you. I mean, that's why I just wanted the break first. And that's the thing that really bums me out that I can't take a longer break because I I could deal with anything for like two months. Like if they... The, you know, because right. that's the that's the treatment. It's like, OK, I can have a shitty two months, whatever. But it's not like it's just a standalone shitty two months. It's at the end of this other 10 months. And it's yeah. just kind of like you get so worn down. You just get done. You're just done, you know? Sure. Yeah. So it's uh, I'm very, you know, fatigued with it. But that's all right. I'll figure it out. I mean, I'm sure I'm going to do it. I know I'm going to do it. I'm not a moron. Like I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Um, I'm still just convincing myself that I'm going to do it, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, give yourself that week and just uh, try to... Well, I'm just going to try to enjoy the week. I mean, you can, yeah. Always, yeah. Wear, you can, you can always wear jeans at a pool party here, man. That'll, that'll, be in, <laughs> that'll be in three months. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, by the way, do you think that uh, when you come back here that you will, will be spending any time at Bluebell? Or are you thinking you'd probably... Well, of course I'll be spending time. I mean, I, you know, I still pay rent there and stuff. Oh, I, I didn't know if I, I just kind of assumed that when you came back, you'd be like finally done with this place because you seem. Oh, no, I'm over- moving. I'm going to move. Oh, okay, okay. I'm going to get I'm just going to get my own place. Uh, but that was the plan. I mean, you remember what that yeah, was the plan. I know. Before, yeah. I remember like there were so many things we were like, yeah, as soon as I figure out what's going on with my ass, I'm going to move. Like, yeah, yeah this isn't were- like this this hasn't inspired like i'm not gonna like move to the mountains of tibet or something no no like, no, no, no. but this, i figured you know? yeah yeah but i figured you wouldn't <laughs> want to come back and be surrounded by the uh, the downer that is <laughs> yeah i mean life that is amongst to, these two well that is something to consider is i just don't want i don't want to see any more like sleep eating at 4 a.m and stuff. it's, right, it's like yeah. dude it's just all, life, life is too short i can't deal with it can't deal with it <laughs> yeah like there's, uh, a, there's a more than one place in the in this city has a pool in the backyard like why do we keep thinking we have to uh stay here i don't know i mean i don't know i mean it is it's when the place works out it is like the sweetest pad right yeah sometimes you know? it's amazing it's just there are these things about it where it's like <laughs> I, you know because everyone that comes over is immediately blown away and then it's like yeah it's everyone's like, like you live here <laughs> you're like right. well then, there's some there's some conditions yeah yeah, it's like, the see Faustian that naked guy? Burger. Also, there's rats. Like, you have to like- <laughs> That's right. Rats. I had fleas that one summer. It was pretty fun. Fleas in the bedroom. Yeah. I think that was after Gus was dead. We just had fleas. Yeah, the just whole house fleas. just had fleas. I was like, I'm never going to have a girlfriend again because I have fleas. <laughs> I was convinced. Right. Oh, man. I got, um, I got uh, what was it called? Just scabies. I got scabies at the mansion I used to live in up in the hills. <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah, you lived in a worse house than this place. Oh, it was a, a better was like, slash worse house. It was a better house, but there was like t- thirteen people lived in it, and yeah. uh, the, the trust fund girl gave me scabies that I could not get rid of. Oh, this was the girl who was the reason you left the podcast. Yeah, I was, I was, you was busy having scabies. Girl? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's what that, love does to you. you. She gave you scabies, and you're still like, I can't believe she's gone. <laughs> I know, I know. She gave me scabies, and scabies, it take, scabies are just skin mites. And uh, I know, but dude, you can't even like write a song about that because it's no. too unrelatable. Yeah, it's like, it's like, <laughs> no, that's that's. 
that's how awful she was. Uh, you have to like fuck dirt to get scabies. <laughs> it's like an old country song. It's like what pirates get. Pirates <laughs> yeah, and people who go to Burning Man. They know. It's like you're getting you're getting stuff that's not even a real thing anymore. I thought. Well, yeah. you're talking to someone who just got over whooping cough. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know that Matt had that? Wow. Matt's you really? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, which, by the way, uh, I, someone, I think it was Caroline Laco, one of our listeners anyway, was ha- said after I mentioned a while ago on, the, on this show about having never been vaccinated for it because my parents fell for a stupid vaccine scare. She's like, has Matt got his uh, whooping cough vaccine yet? Um, and the answer is no. No, I hadn't. So congratulations. You correctly predicted my illness. Yeah. Wow. Jesse's still okay. That's brutal. Yep. That's uh, brutal. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's mind-blowing to me that I haven't gotten some crazy, like, I'm in a, I'm in a hospital so much, which is just a germ bed, you know, and it's, it's insane that I haven't gotten some other awful... MRSA something? Yeah, just, yeah, no, I mean, even just like C. diff or something. Like, it's crazy to me that, like, I'm... It's weird to say pretty healthy, because it's like, you, you can't really say that when you have, like, cancer. But it's like, aside from that part... <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Like the blood work looks good, everything looks cool. You know, aside from the glaring cancer, um, right. aside, it's just amazing aside, to me. Aside from that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? Right, exactly, exactly. Um, and the answer is like it was pretty good play. I mean, yeah. it's a comedy. It was a comedy. Uh, has anybody ever put on a production of that since then? Was that just the end of that? Yeah, play? yeah. They, they, uh, absolutely. And I, every I time they do, a president dies. Always. I know. It's really weird. Um, we should wrap things up. Yeah. Should. Uh, but, uh, guys, I hope you've enjoyed our 200th episode with Brooks. Where can our listeners find out, find you and find your stuff? I'm going on a rad tour. I'm going on a a coastal tour. So, uh, West coast and East coast. I'll be there next month. Um, just at my website, brooksweeland.com or whatever. Nice. And, uh, I have a travel web series called laughs in translation. Check it out. Yeah, it's cool. Um, that's great, man. Uh, Jesse, uh, you go, you know. Go to jessevsvscancer.com. That's because uh, I do a weekly podcast where I talk to you about uh, ass cancer and stuff. And, um, and then, you know, my treatment has been so pending and stuff. Obviously, I'm setting up tour dates and whatnot. The first place I'm hitting up is New York uh, after treatment. Heck yeah. So, yeah. So, when are you, you going to be there? I'm at the Bell House if, you wanna, if you're there when I'm, well, who knows? Well, that's the thing. Is like I, I don't have any of these answers yet. I, absolutely, course, I just realized that. Of course, well, no, I'm going to be doing you know, like whiplash and all the bullshit. So it'll yeah, be, but I'm, I'm like headlining the I'm headlining Bell House. I'm very fucking stoked about it. It'd be so fun if we that were is that time. is stokable. That's great, man. Um, okay, uh, sorry though. I didn't mean so to anyway, make that about me. I just want you to the, do shows with me. No, and I'm on Twitter the at Jesse Case. You know, cool. There it is. Hey, how do they get in touch with uh, uh, Matt? How about you? Well, I'm on Twitter at Matt Kirshen. Andy is on at, at Andy T. Wood. I'm going to be back in Alaska, actually. That's my, my first uh, date that's coming up in Anchorage at um, Jukut Charlie's that's at the beginning the of coolest April. coolest thing I've ever heard. It's, uh, it's really fun. Uh, so uh, some people, I know there are some probably science listeners who were there last time. Come by again. Say right. hi. I don't know if I talked about this. 
Maybe I have when I was on. I went and opened for John Oliver for a little bit. Oh, sweet. And, I think you uh, did mention that. Oh, oh okay. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like, audience, like three you know. to 4,000 people sold out shows, and I'm up there like mumbling, and somebody was yelling, like, country summer. And I was like, <laughs> hey, man, now's not the time. <laughs> maybe you tweet. Maybe we hang out after we talk about this. Cause <laughs> I think no one here knows what you're talking about. <laughs> thought, they're not even on, here for on. Brooks. So they're they're not not even, like, yeah, they're, they're like, possible. what is happening? This guy who we don't even know has an inside joke with the person. <laughs> This is the former podcast of the opening act. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Ludacris booed you off stage. Uh, well, like he's in the crowd booing yeah. at you. Yeah, but he was going. He was yelling Ludacris. Like, oh, yeah, nice. Um, you can also find us on Twitter at Probably Science, and you can email us probablyscience@gmail.com. Probablyscience.com is where we have all of our episodes and our donate button and our Amazon shopping link, which you can click through. It costs you no extra. We get a kickback. Uh, you can write nice things about us on iTunes and give us nice five-star ratings, and we really appreciate that. It helps boost us and helps other people find us. Uh, also write nice things about us on the other places you listen to podcasts, Stitcher and various other formats. Mm-hmm. Um, and as always, questions, comments, clarifications, you can email us, you can tweet us. Thank you so much, um, original co-host Brooks and second co-host Jesse for thank joining you. us for the 200 hey, episodes. Thank you so much. Happy 200. And thank yourself. you all the Happy listeners. Matt and Andy, everybody. I'm proud of you guys. Oh, I'm proud, proud of you guys. You. This yeah. has been great. You should have given up a long time ago, but you haven't. I'm it's proud of you. what happens if you just don't quit for no good reason. Thanks, and thanks to all the listeners. Anybody who's listened to all the episodes. Yeah, yeah seriously, man. guys. It's That's amazing. amazing. You guys are, you guys are uh, amazing. Amazing. All right. Peace out. Peace out.